Hi guys, this is Kendra Kamer with the Candidly Kendra podcast. Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, and today we are going to talk about the holiness of God and the compassion of God. How do these two things coexist in one being? Because I know that when I think about God, I can either think about his holiness, his anger, his his judgment, his perfection, his standards, his wrath, or I can think about his compassion, his love, his closeness, his forgiveness, his huggability. I don't think either one of these alone perfectly captures who our God is. And so today we're gonna take a look at Hosea 11 and something I read recently in a book that I think explains this concept so well. I hope you guys will stick with me and uh, hear what I have to say today. Hi guys, how's it going today? The other day in Bible study, we studied a little passage out of Hosea 11. And then we talked about that passage based on a book that I wanted to share with you guys today because it just absolutely touched my heart. And I hope that you'll find it as encouraging as I did. This is based on the idea the oh-so-real idea and frustrating and exhausting truth that we are constantly screwing up. And then when you turn around and you start to try it, you think, okay, God, I'm so sorry. I messed up again. Isn't that the most difficult turn to make? What do you imagine is the expression on God's face in that moment? Is he rolling his eyes? Ugh, I did it again. Or is he just shrugging like, well, I knew you'd mess up. Is it possible that God approaches us in love and compassion in that moment? Even before we've fixed anything, that's what this passage talks about. Let me read it to you. First of all, in the Bible, Hosea 11, and then I'll show you the book that we're studying and what it says about it. Hosea 11, verse seven. My people are determined to turn from me. Even if they call to the Most High, he will by no means exalt them. He's angry. He's so frustrated with his people who are just continually giving up on him, not even following him. But then what does he say? How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? How can I treat you like Adma? How can I make you like Zeboim? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. I will not carry out my fierce anger nor will I turn and devastate Ephraim. For I am God and not man. The Holy One among you, I will not come in wrath. He starts off saying, they keep turning from me. And then he says, I will by no means exalt them. And then he says, how can I? How can I turn from them? There's something that goes against his nature in carrying out wrath against his own people. This is the book we're studying in my Bible study. Have I talked to you about it? I'm sorry if you're getting sick of hearing about it. It's just so good. It's called Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland. We took our cover off, but here's a picture of it. And this book is incredibly deep and I hope that you will read it. So this is what he says on page 73 in chapter seven. So what happens inside of God? We must tread carefully here. God is God and is not at the mercy of passing emotions in the way that we embodied creatures are, much less we sinful embodied creatures. But what does the text say? 
we are given a rare glimpse into the very center of who God is, and we see and feel the deeply affectional convulsing within the very being of God. His heart is inflamed with pity and compassion for his people. He simply cannot give them up. Nothing could cause him to abandon them. They are his. What father could bring himself to put up for adoption his beloved son just because his son messed up big time? Let's not dishonor God by so emphasizing his transcendence that we lose a sense of the emotional life of God in which our own emotions are an echo, even if a fallen and distorted echo. God is not a platonic ideal, immovably austere beyond the reach of meaningful human engagement. God is free of all fallen emotion, but not all emotion or feeling whatsoever. Where do our own emotions come from? We who are made in his image. The text says his compassion grows warm and tender. I think he was doing it in the ESV and it might be a little different from the NIV I read. But the text says his compassion grows warm and tender in light of his people's sins. Who could have imagined this is who God most deeply is? The text connects God's supreme holiness with his refusal to come in wrath. Who could have thought this up? I am God and not a man, the Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. Is that what you expect God to say? Don't you actually deep down expect him to say this? Just one small word change. I am God and not man, a Holy One in your midst, and therefore I will come in wrath. The Bible says, that when God looks at his people's sinfulness, his transcendent holiness, his godness, his very divinity, that about God which makes him not us is what makes him unable to come down to his people in wrath. We tend to think that because he is God and not us, the fact that he is holy renders it all the more certain that he will visit wrath on his sinful people. Once more, we are corrected. We are brought out from under our natural ways of creating God in our own image. And we allow God himself to tell us who he is. How often do we do that? We go to the Bible and we read it in our own image. And we think, of course, if his people are turning against him, messing up time and time again, of course, he's going to come down in wrath because of his holiness. How many times have I read this passage and absolutely missed the point. I absolutely read, I am the holy one among you. Fix your problems. <laughs> but that's not what he said. He starts off angry and frustrated. And he turns and says, oh, but my pity and compassion is aroused within me. I will not carry out my fierce anger. Because I'm God and not man, the Holy One, because I am the Holy One, I will not come in wrath. And that, my friends, is our God. That's his very nature. I hope that this has encouraged you today. You can turn back to him when you've messed up. He's not rolling his eyes. He's not giving you the cold shoulder. He's right there. Absolutely come to me because he's our loving father. Thanks, guys. This has been your Tuesday Talk. I hope you guys have an awesome day. 
Thanks, guys. You can watch the video from today's podcast on my YouTube channel, Candidly Kendra K. You can also catch it on my website, candidlykendrak.com. I hope you guys have an awesome day and are having an awesome week. And I'll be back again with another podcast for you later on.